Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. Joining me today, it's our newest recruit, Toby Parks, the man, the myth, the legend. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm good. What an entrance. Like I say always, you should uh, come with me wherever I go. <laughs> How are you You're doing? Good. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm all wow. Well, considering I was up for work at like five o'clock this morning, I'm feeling pretty fresh. So maybe that's the coffee. God, that is early. That That's is very early. early. No, well, you seem you're back. You're raring to go for the Christmas evening. I mean, to be fair, I've I've had a, I've had an extra lie in today. Um, things are winding down at work. I thought oh, I'll skip that alarm. I've come to see the family. I've got a warm, cozy bed. I thought why not just have the extra couple of hours? So I was. I think I think I think I got up technically five hours after after you did. A cool, oh, a nice five hours. What does what does that feel like? <laughs> Oh God. Oh, excellent. It really, I, really excellent. <laughs> I've like, I, I work like permanent earlies now, so I can't remember what it's like to have a lion. We oh, used to have, we God. used to have one where you book on the literally like, like half four in the morning. That was a killer. Ugh. Oh no. Do you pay an extra for that? Do you get like, no, it's no, just like sh- it's just shift work. Just trains know, like, run at weird times. So yeah. trains don't run nine to five, unfortunately. I always think like the news presenters, like GMTV, you know, Holly Willoughby, her, uh, what's her name? Holly Willoughby. Her, oh God. Her, um, her alarm must go off at like three, her and Phil. Yeah. Same you know, what like, are you doing? That's your life. Like guys on Talk Sport when, when they work the Oh, uh, yeah. God, less said about them, the better. But to um, be fair, I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't mind work, working with Laura Woods every morning. Wouldn't you? Who's, oh, Laura, oh, Laura Woods. Yes. You know, she's great. She's very cool. Very cool. She's um she does loads at the moment. Um she's like I think she works for Arsenal and Talk Sport TV and she does loads. Um, she does a lot of stuff. She does a lot of that, stuff. Yeah. That aside, um yeah. you all sort you all sort you all sorted for Christmas. Are you Oh you said, yeah. You said you're at your parents' house, right? At my parents at the moment, staying with the dog, the family. Uh haven't wrapped anything, but that is um seemingly becoming more and more of a Christmas morning panic tradition. Um so I've got all the presents up that early all fine but i always seem to just keep putting off the wrapping longer and longer um but and uh and actually to, to, to be totally honest i think it's like a shared thing across the family like we all just sort of look at each other it's like, right we could do presents now so okay you guys wrapped them and we we're like no apart from mum <laughs> apart from mum mum's always wrapped them which is fair mum's always the organized one you know mm. what uh what i would say actually have you ever seen gavin and stacy with yeah Stacey? yeah just wrap he wraps a present in tinfoil Scrunch Genius. and roll. Just do that. Just do yeah. that. And you can use it again. And you can use it again. Well, you can use it for your Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Not just yeah. interesting football stats, but also sustainability. Um, sustainability. Uh, yeah. In uh, wrapping uh, mm, tips. Yeah. Um, for me, what am I doing? Nothing much, really. Just just a, just a chill one this year. Just a quiet one. Looking Lovely. forward to it. Uh, I'm going to drink lots of rum and uh, watch Christmas films. So... Nothing that and, exciting, uh, mate, to be honest. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to Arsenal being back on Boxing Day. I was going to say. Lie, can't lie to you. That's a little bit exciting. Feels like It feels like a lifetime ago. I'm, I'm hoping it's a, it's a Boxing Day Christmas film with a happy ending that we all need that's going to make us all feel warm, safe, and uh, content with all those three points in that Christmas sack. <laughs> <laughs> if you cut this, you, I've, I've got happy endings and sacks. <laughs> And warm. Some of my, some of my favourite things, Steve. Uh, honestly, yeah. you're taking us down a dark hole, there, mate. And we're oh, only and we've got dark hole. In. There you go. So. There we um, go. Um, but could, yeah, sorry. 
West Ham. Well, I was going to say before we we dive into West Ham, I was going to I was going to ask you the, about the World Cup, but we we could park mm. that and go straight into mm. West Ham if you'd rather. We could get we could get some World Cup going. I mean, I'm not that bothered. I wasn't that bothered. I I, I sort of hope they both lose and uh, mm. Argentina end, ended up winning. That's my sort of summary. I know you you have a bigger you I, I I know that you have a bigger appreciation for the World Cup. Yeah, no, I loved it. I thought um, I, I I still have strong opinions about whether or not. Or, or you know, I still believe that the World Cup shouldn't have been played there. But all that side, I think we've covered that a lot, and I think we should continue to talk about the reasons why we shouldn't, and continue that energy with lights of the US, considering what's going on there. Consider it's being hosted there next time. But the football, um, huge England fan, gutted they went out. Uh, but the football going into the final was uh, was crazy. It was one of the best finals in history. Love Messi. Can't stand Ronaldo. I think um, he really deserves it. I thought it was quite funny how Emmy Martinez has gone from hero to zero across a lot of people's um, feelings, perhaps maybe not in Argentina. Someone who seems to have got too big for their boots. That was weird, wasn't it? That was weird. Really? Re- yeah. Distasteful almost. But like, do you remember when he won the FA Cup with Arsenal? Six months into his Arsenal career, basically, at the age of 28, whatever it was. And... Um, there was tears. There was feelings for him. It was skyping his mum. It was very wholesome. Fast forward two years, and or a year and a half, and a uh, and like an eighteen month stint at Aston Villa, <laughs> and he's turning out like he's like the great. I was like, my good uh, mate, get back in your box. You're going to Villa next week, yeah. and Aston he had Villa. an outstanding World Cup. Like, I mean, he's about as deluded as the Villa fans. Yeah, and they're and they're and they're up there. <laughs> Mate, have you ever seen on Twitter their um, expected lineups after transfer windows next season? No. And it's, oh, mate, it's so funny. They've, I don't know why it is. Obviously, historically, massive club, but haven't been in about 400 years. And they, <laughs> um, they, they like, obviously, they're Saikatinio. Suddenly, they've got Smith Rowe on one side, and then they've got, like, Ibrahimovic on the other. And, like, I, and I just, like, who? And they talk about, there's, like, they'll get Saliba off us. The delusion of uh, Villa fans is always entertaining. Delusions of grandeur. No, literally, yeah. I, I remember they signed, was it Buendia, who we were after. Um, I think they got from Norwich. And then, then they were yeah. like, sort of kind of talking about Smith Rowe, you know, wanting to go to a bigger club and a club on the, on a more of an upward trajectory. So funny. Oh dear. It is funny. Um, I can't stand it. The fans are quite annoying as well. Whenever you go there, they always like, give it five minutes and they start singing about their, their one European Cup win. Yeah, no, it's yeah. It's time to move on, lads. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm looking forward to the Premier League coming back. And I think, I guess, the only thing to talk about is how it's affected some of the players that are coming back. Hmm. If we think about it, obviously, the, the, the most obvious one is uh, Gabriel Jesus, who's now actually out for three months. I guess we can put that one to bed because we know what's happening there. Martinelli, Saliba, Bakai Saka, um, Granit Xhaka, uh, all have had really interesting world cups for really different reasons uh granite jack of the least so um had a had an interesting world cup he was very good one man of the match once or twice um they went out a little bit early well they went out in the round of 16 i believe against portugal which is a little bit disappointing for them but granite jack straight on the plane to dubai was like right that's it done i'm on arsenal and he actually came out and said that and i think that was really good because saka is coming out as one of the main teams uh, one of the players of the tournament in uh, France's team of the tournament and uh, in Brazil's uh, formal team of the tournament from their respective like broadcasting um, 
stations have both put Kai Saka in their teams of the tournament. He shone for England, was their player of the tournament, shone out more so than Foden did. It looks like Bellingham's probably the only one that's going to get close to him in terms of expectations. Um, really, really stood out. And I think that's, you know, amidst contract negotiations, probably something that we need to be wary about. But also it's just something that everyone else is finally realising. And I don't know if you watch much of England, but Bakayo Saka was hacked as he always is oh, yeah, with England. So. Yeah, it, but, but effectively, that he was just hacked out of the game quite a lot and still managed to produce what he did. He gets, And you've got he, all of the English fan base furious about it. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. this happens every week. And I hope that this is a change in the way that the, he is refereed finally because he's been refereed awfully. And I think, obviously, all the English referees in the Premier League see this happen at the World Cup. Yeah. It changes the way they think. If he, gets, if he got the protection of someone like Harry Kane, it wouldn't happen. Um, it, it's, as sim- it's as simple as... You book them straight away. You give them a yellow card. It stops. Yeah. That's it. It eradicates it. So yeah, they bring them down ten minutes in. That's fine. You can play. You can play the rest of the game. You know, eighteen minutes or so with a yellow card. Thank yep. you very much. The Chelsea games come to mind. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not it's not difficult. Um, it's interesting actually. You're kind of thinking what you said there, like because obviously we'll get onto West Ham. Let's just dive into it. Um, because I was going to talk about kind of the the predicted lineup. Um, obviously pre-World Cup, it was pretty much a given. It was pretty much a copy and paste every week. Um, you could argue we're sort of in the same position now, minus Gabriel Jesus. But I was going to ask you, like, do you think, you know, that will sort of, that 10 will go straight back in? Or, you know, with the World Cup in mind, so like Saka obviously mm. played uh, a lot of the tournament, um, Martinelli, Saliba not so much, Xhaka played. Do you think he may you know, tweak it a bit, rest a few players? Obviously, we've got a busy Christmas schedule. Mm. How, do you, how do you think Mikhail will approach the game? So I was racking my brain about this, and uh, it's been quite a difficult way to evaluate it because there's a psychological side of things and how it impacts players coming back from the World Cup. Like some Martinelli and Saka are going to be feeling on top of the world, Saliba less so. Um but if you're talking about from a purely physiological sense, I think we're in about as good a shape as we could be minus Jesus. Saka, Martinelli, and uh, that's probably Ramsdale, I guess, but that's slightly different. These players actually playing. If they, um, and Ben White, of course, really, although he was back a bit early. They went out of the phase at the quarterfinals, which means they didn't have to play the semis. And if they play the semis, win, lose or draw, well, win or lose, I should say, they'd have to play that third place playoff. They wouldn't even be back till this week. But they came back at the quarterfinal stage early. So we've had them. Sacco played against Luton a little bit. I know um, everybody did, basically, apart from Jesus. And uh, I know Zinchenko's still out, which is a big concern, and Tommy Asu. So I, given what's happened, um, and Nelson's out, who's played, the only thing I could see is maybe Vieira starting wide. I don't really know ahead of who. Maybe Saka. I think, I think they'll all play plus Eddie. Uh, I think it'll be Tierney at the back. I think it'll be <clears throat> Gabriel Saliba didn't play. He only played one game in the group stages. I think he'll slot straight in because Tommy Asu, I think, is still out. Um, we'll play Ben White at the right, Ramsdale in goal. Uh, I, I don't see it any different. I think you could, I guess, talk about Martin Erdegaard staying a point of Vieira with Vieira, but I don't see any point in that. I, I, I think from a physiological standpoint, I'd be comfortable playing the the, the, the ten out of the eleven. Mm. What about you? Yeah, no, I I would agree. Um, I don't think, you know, as I sort of bang on about often on here, that we have, you know, great, um, a great deal of uh, depth in the squad. 
to be able to rotate that much. Um, you know, I, you know, I don't think you're going to drop Odegaard for the likes of Vieira. I don't think he's going to play ahead of maybe Martinelli or Saka. Um, so who, you know, who does that leave you? Maybe Al Neni could may come in. Uh, Marquinhos, um, mm-hmm. you know, Smith Rowe. Who knows what's going on with him? Still hasn't hasn't has he touched the ball? Um, no, that's he's a been real training concern. a little bit, but he's gone back. I think looks. Yeah. They've said some weird stuff. I think they're being very quiet about whatever's happening. It's a concern, and, and the is. same with Zinchenko. Zinchenko, more so. That really frustrates me because he's you know he's been at the club for five minutes, and it's like he just can't stay fit. And um, I, th- I think it may have been someone that Calvin or James or yourself. You mentioned his record at Man City earlier this season. Um, hmm. About you know the amount of absence he had there as, as a player and his injury issues, and it's just really frustrating because it's much as like you you like the player and you know he's really important to that squad. It's like well we we, we need you on the field, mate. Do you know, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like and uh, yeah, it, it doesn't leave us in a great position because if you ever fit Zinchenko, it gives you flexibility. You can play him uh, as a defender. You can play him in the midfield. So that's a massive loss. But so I'm going off on a tangent. But the, yeah, the, the turn I think is pretty set. Um, and it's good. And I think that'll be what we'll see for the next few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't leave us a great deal on the bench and it doesn't, I, I, I would expect us to sort of dive straight into the market. Um, you know, if, if you're in a game where things aren't working, that's when you look to your bench and you go, right, who can we bring on? Who can change us? Especially with the five substitutes, it gives you flexibility. Um, I think it's going to be a difficult few weeks, but I think we've got enough quality um, to, to go into it. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because obviously you look at form usually, but no one's got form. You can't really, form's out the window. It's been such a big break. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely unprecedented, right? It's it's definitely a scenario whereby no one really knows quite what's going to happen. And I'm looking at the, uh, the West Ham lineup, actually. Um, Skamaka, unbelievable player. Um, you know, I think he's not come to the World Cup, obviously, being Italian, and um, they didn't go. I think he can be fresh. Paqueta um, went to Brazil. He'll have had a week back, but top-class player. Rice for England. Suchek, great player. Bowen didn't go. Uh, these are all players that they will have available, as far as I know. Uh, I think he's Cresswell injured. I don't know, to be fair. Um, I've obviously got Flappy Hansky at the back. So um, I, 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 it's going to be interesting. Um and yeah, very, very unprecedented, but we are very light. I'm looking at, you know, if you're thinking about the men's squad at the moment, we've got Eddie Nketiah, Martinelli, uh, Saka, Fit, and Marquinhos, I guess. Like Smithrow, um, Jesus, Nelson, all injured. That's kind of a whole front three in itself, right? And I feel really sorry for yeah. Nelson. And, you know, he's had a whole reseason. <laughs> to get up to speed again. He's done okay. He's had a good game last time and he's got, he's got his FA Cup games coming up and all that sort of stuff. He would have had his opportunity. I just feel so sorry for him with this setback with his hamstring. Um, it's the, the market. I, I, I just can't imagine that we're not poised to sign, whether it is this Mudrick guy, which it seems like that's quite likely that we've got our heart set on him. Uh, in midfield, I think we really need to sign somebody because beyond Jacket, Jacker and Partey, and obviously Erdegaard, but... Um, I mean, what we've got, Sambi and Al Nenny. Like we, we're we are one or two injuries away from sliding, or like massively, like got, really, yeah, really not, close. Yeah. Jesus scratches the surface, really. Yeah, no, I agree. And it, the, the, the likelihood is Jack is going to pick up a suspension here or there. 
party, uh, loves an injury. You know, it leaves Tierney. you so... Yeah, <laughs> basically, we're, we're yeah. made of glass. <laughs> God, we uh, felt that before, haven't we? Wrap them all in uh, in bubble wrap. It's a shame because, like, it, we have, there's so much potential, and I still think we're, 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 we're in this title race. But it all depends on, on January. Um, but let's let's part that for now and, and sort of kind of focus more uh, yeah. on West Ham. Just was, on that though, I, I think that seemed a bit doomy and gloomy. And what I do want to say is. I am really confident we're going to do something in the January transfer window. Yeah, me too. I think me we're going too. to lay a marker. Like, I'm excited. I think we do need two or three players, though. Just because yeah. of, like... Only because if we had a fully fit squad and we had uh, Zinchenko, Smith-Rowe, Jesus, all, you know, mm-hmm. raring to go, it's, it's a different conversation. But when you've got three big players out and it's it's all... Especially like Smith-Rowe and Zinchenko, really grey area. Jesus, not so sure, but hopefully you know a month two months whatever yeah. but i think you know let's let's make a statement get in the market and hope that yeah. the cronkies back us um and yeah and we, and we go on to win the league yeah i think we will <laughs> and I, we'll I, all I live we'll happily two... ever after <laughs> we'll win the league every year after that um i i think we'll make two signings two. uh that's come from nowhere other than the fact that we've, we've we're heavily linked to mudrick and i think that will happen um i think there'll be one other perhaps in the central midfield position but um you know, what do I know? I'm at my parents' house for Christmas in my brother's bedroom, so recording a podcast with me, mate. So I, these, aren't, these aren't direct sources from Mikel himself, let's just say that. So there's a oh, feelings I, I get. <laughs> where Where is home out of interest? Oh, mate, the big High Wickham. High Wickham. I've never been mm. to Wickham. Bucky, the big they've got Bucks, nice, massive. They've got a nice little Wickham, have got a nice little football ground, actually. They do. Adams Park used to have season tickets there, but for the rugby team, not for the football team, it was oh. uh, Wasps. Hey, hey. Egg chasing, are you? One of those. Oh, uh, yeah. One used of those. To play it. Used to love Dis- it. Disappointing, mate. Disappointing. Thankfully, just, you saw the all light. All sports, mate. I saw the light, mate. I saw, saw the, the light. light. Um, anyway. Go, anyway, go back to West Ham. So I've got there. It's a little bit of research. I'm you? quite orga- I'm quite organised today. <clears throat> thank, Only thank, the best here, Steve. Only the best here. Thank, uh, uh, thank, thank, thank our sponsors, Google, <laughs> for providing <laughs> with, with all the Oh, I, I was on Ask Jeeves. Was I supposed to be using Google? Ask Jeeves. So I remember sorry. that. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Um, so our record against West Ham is, is pretty good, to be fair. Games mm-hmm. won 71, drawn 40, and we've lost 35. Um, okay. La- last time we lost them was 2019. We lost one nil away um, at their ground. And then before then, it was 2015. Mm. And then before then, it was 2007. So we have got a, a fairly good record against them. Um, I think that they were actually the last team to beat us at Highbury. Mate, um, I tell you what, you you've you've done a lot of research, but I can take it a step further. Um, go on, cutting cutting edge stuff. So, uh, as as the famous song goes from them, they were the the last team to win at Highbury, and they were the first team to win at the Emirates. I think Bobby Zamora scored in both. Mm. Of them. Um, and I, it's so interesting that you have that, those facts that you read out because I don't have that feeling about West Ham, and I don't know why. It numerically, it's not justified, but. I just seem to remember a few times being stung by them. And actually in the last season, we beat them twice in very different circumstances, but very, um, they were quite key games really. And I guess this is like another one that they, they always seem to happen at very interesting times. Um, you know, like, do you remember that time where, like, do you remember that time where we beat them for the first win in like 10 games or whatever it was for ages? Was that in the Lumber? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, under Lundberg. Yeah, exactly it was, that. It, it was in the bruised banana. Yeah, 3-1. Yeah, that's it. I think Pepe it, scored an absolute beauty. 
he did cut inside, obviously, as he does, and uh, smacked it away. Then there was one, um, you know, the two last season, it was like, can we can we make top four? Well, we not. And I felt like West Ham was going to be really pivotal. And even earlier in the season, I think, I can't remember who we just beat, and I think it was like Spurs. And that was the first good team we beat. And then it was right, can we kick on? Was that just a big game? And we beat them convincingly. So it always seems to come at good times. And now it comes at a, we've lost Jesus, it's after the World Cup, right. Can you, can't you? And it always seems like a yeah. test, the test that we've seen recently that we can it's, do. But. It's tricky, isn't it? Because you've got West Ham, then you've got Brighton, then Newcastle. Like three very tough games. Like West Ham, it, you look at them, I look at them as a little bit of a bogey team, but then you look at a record in recent years, it's very good. But then obviously mm. we beat them twice last season and beat them two at home and two one away. Um, but then I remember the season before there was a free all. If you remember that behind closed doors, oh we yeah, three nil down. down. The chambers, Odegaard. the chambers and Erdegaard yeah. special. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> when everyone's like Callum Chambers, he's he's our man. He's the future. He's Arsenal's future right back. Yeah. Um, now he's slumming it with Emmy Martinez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they've won the European Cup. Remember? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but um, no, I remember that game, and I remember Odegaard was on fire that day, and we probably mm. could have won the game actually. But that, that was another, I feel like, were we in the hunt for top four? Or was it more you wrote, we were trying to get back into Europa League? No, no, League. that was, was absolutely, oh, no, that was Europa League. <laughs> no, was, we, yeah, were, yeah. we were in the hunt for Europa League and that was mm. a massive, um, I remember like uh, Jesse Lingard came, had, a, had like the best game of his life that day. Yeah, yeah, he, he did um, at West Ham, weirdly. But, mm. um, no, no it's, it, it, mm, go on. No, after you. After yeah, I insist. It, oh, thank you so much. Well, they've, I, I, I'll be a bit confident, you know. I think I think this season West Ham have been very interesting. They've um, they've done a lot. I think they've been quite unlucky. And looking at the goals they've scored, they've scored. I think uh, let me. I've got some stats up here, mate. Uh, between the two, so um, where are the goals? I do have this. Here we go. So we scored thirty three goals. They've only scored twelve. They've conceded seventeen goals this season, where we've conceded eleven. So those stats alone tells a story, but. They've only just they're only just short of us in terms of expected goals, so their expected goals per game is one point five, and ours is two point one, I think, or something like that, which is quite high. Um, but what I am quite worried about is that they've now got Skamaka, who's playing a bit more regularly. I think they've got a more consistent team. Uh, they've had a lot of time to train together. I think they've got Baketa coming in, who's getting used to the Premier League. We've just lost Jesus. Like I just think there's a few things happening here that could they just scream sort of banana skin and I think they mm. are they're technically underperforming. They press really high. Um uh they they actually compete for the same amount of challenges we do. I think it'll be quite an interesting midfield battle. They've got a really good obviously Rice Paqueta. Uh and Suchek is a very strong midfield. And I think given that a lot of our outlets are going to be or were always like if we need to skip the midfield, we've got Jesus to take it down, to bosh the person out of the way, to run the channel, which to be fair, we still have Martinelli and Saka. But I'm not sure Eddie and Ketty will do the same job, so it might have to rely on the midfield a bit more, which makes make it a bit more scrappy. And I think people will defend against us differently now that Jesus isn't playing, which again could change the, 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 the dynamic a little more. So I think it is a really, really interesting game. And I think it's going to be uh, a hell of a struggle. Um, but I do still have us as favourites, but mainly because we're at home and uh, we're, we're technically on form. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I think the home advantage is massive. I think the Emirates, you're considering how long we've been away. I think the atmosphere will be really good. I think everyone will be in good spirits. And I think mm. that really helped the team. Um, tricky. David Moyes, you know, 
good manager. You know, he he did an incredible job, didn't he? Get you know, get them into Europe. They did suffer from that kind of um, European hangover, didn't they? Last season, a little bit, um, mm. kind of. And it, you do see it. You know, you see it with Arsenal. You know, when you're playing the Thursday Sunday, it does affect you. Um, not gonna be easy. I think. I think you know, not not that I I make predictions, but I think it's gonna be like a two one, two nil yeah. sort of game. It's not gonna be a lot in it. Um, yeah, it's it's time for Eddie and Ketty to step up. Mm. It is, and Patrick Hero. Yes, but uh, my my prediction is I think he'll have a better goal scoring record than Jesus. Uh, but I don't think that's a crazy prediction. It's not but hard. I, it isn't. But I think that's the point. Like I think I'd rather have J- Jesus without the goals than Eddie with the goals. Yeah, me too. Um, which I think everyone would feel. But I think that's not really a slight on Eddie. It's just I think maybe even just a target of what. Eddie thinks really he should be aiming to do. I think he's worried about scoring and I think he'll try to do that too much when we need an enabler. You remember Lacazette, right? I mean, there were points last season where we thought he's not scoring, but he's facilitating. He's allowing Aubameyang to play. He's allowing Saka and Martinelli to get into the game. There are points where that was happening and he was a facilitator, but um, if he could just give a sort of better version of that, but also add a bit of pace, add some finishing. I think he could really be something quite special for us. And I think the first two games are really important for Eddie. And um, I just don't want to hear have to be in two games time sitting here going, what are we going to do about this centre forward position? Because it's not working. Like, and I don't think we will. I've got confidence in Eddie once he gets a bit of a run. You've heard it here first. I do. I do. I think he can do stuff. I think let's, let's give him some credit. The only time he's been played in the position that he's wanted, which is number nine. Um, for a strike of games, for run of games, he's done really well. Like, really well. Mm. Uh, all the times he's played this season, he's played for less than 15 minutes, probably. I've guessed that, but it feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. And he's been played on the left wing. Or he's been surrounded by Marquinhos, um, El Nene. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's part of a slightly different team away in, yeah. in Zurich. You know, away in the north tip of Finland. You know, this is it, home at West Ham with absolutely every other first team player available to you surrounding you. What can you do? And yeah, I've got confidence he could be helpful. It, he could be great. And I'd It'll lift his Brighton game after that. Brighton and you know, Newcastle. Like what a confidence booster, you know, but having an actual team around you being the center of it, got weeks to train together, you know, nine goals. What have you got, Eddie? This is, this is your chance, mate. Can't see anything less than nine goals from for him in the three games. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, me too. And then, of course, once Mudrick comes in, we'll be scoring for fun. But yeah, you know, let's, I, let's not underestimate. Yeah, go on. I, I was going to say, like, uh, not to to worry, you know, anyone. And tell you with a pinch of salt, my buddy was at the um, Ju- Juventus game. I'm not sure if you saw that, uh, the friendly. And no, I saw mate, the highlights. But... And my mate texted me saying, "I said, how was Eddie?" But it was a four-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's all I'm going to say. Fair. So we'll see. We'll see. It's listen. You, you take those games as a pinch of salt. Um, we won two nil. What more do you want? We lost. Well, we scored two, two goals anyway. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> they I were two own being, goals. I thought you were being serious. Then <laughs> I mean, no, I, no. I feel like those games are more for fitness, aren't they? And just sort of getting back yeah, to yeah, speed. Yeah. Um, you don't go. You don't go. You know, um, too hard in those sort of games. No. I can imagine Mikel is going there. Do not get injured to everybody, you know, just, and that's probably a priority. We drew 0-0 to Luton. None of us saw it because it wasn't filmed. 
Um, but it turns out there are no highlights anyway because it was nil nil. But no. Uh, do you think? Do you think like before the game, the sort of there's a chat between the players to saying like everyone go like twenty percent today. We don't like because neither team wants to get injured in these sort of games. Mm. Do you reckon conversation mm. there it's patterns it's minutes and it's um getting used to each other again and getting your feet on the ball in cold weather when people have been away at, in the middle east and um i i 100 imagine that there is conversation between managers no hard challenges <laughs> you know I, I think that's probably about it but i think it'll be a mutual a mutual agreement and um, that's why i think it's such a bad idea to have games pre-season that are arsenal chelsea you know like where thomas party was injured for the majority of the beginning of two seasons ago when we played Chelsea at the Emirates but uh, in pre-season because they hacked us down a lot but anyway uh, no I think that's happened and I think they would have been plastic games for it I think our performances have been generally pretty good it looks like we battered Juventus um, and they, like I say we scored two goals Grant Xhaka with a screamer of a header so um, he's just getting used to his touch in front of goal with that goal scoring midfielder he, he is becoming I, I hope his season continues to thrive um, I remember an early podcast when I when I came on with you and I was sort of saying, "Oh, you're not a, you're not a Jacker fan, are you?" And I was quite critical of him. And to be honest, you know, you, I think football is very reactionary. We wear our heart on our sleeve, and you know, when things aren't going well, you sort of look for people to blame, don't you? Um, yeah. But you know, you take a step back, and hindsight is a wonderful thing. You know, his turnaround this season. You know, he's got he's and if we do anything this season. Um, you know, whether that's uh, the league title, we've got FA Cup, you know. Listen, I would bite your hand off now for top four and Europa League. You know, we've never... Oh, we've mate, never, what a season. We've never, yeah, we've never done anything in Europe. And I think just a trophy, you know, as a football fan, that's all you want, you know. Just imagine the scenes. Um, I'll probably be standing yours for about a week. <laughs> I'll be crashing Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You'll um, always be welcome. Yes, how defence be park. Mate, imagine the, the absolute carnage. It'd be incredible around there. Um Mm. But yeah, he, he's got a pivotal role to play this season, and let's just hope you know he keeps his head and, and keeps you know kind of he's a captain, isn't he? Really, he's a captain without mm. being the captain. It's interesting. Like it, one one thing I really like about podcasts, and also hate about podcasts that we do, is that we have receipts for every every opinion we've ever had. And yeah. um, I've always been consistent with Xhaka. I think I was furious at times by his petulance, which is I think a byproduct of the way we were treating him and the way he was performing in a position he wasn't used to. Uh, I think he's been played out of position, and I said this over and over time, he's a good player, either not for our system or in the position he needs to be played in. And um, uh, and and we kept playing him as a lone DM. I mean, suicide for a player who needs to, needs to play all in front of him, really. Mm. Um, likes it a bit further up. He's got a good, strong head on him and um, can keep the player going, keep the players around him going. But isolating him, putting him in a position with a left back against players like Bernardo Silva. I mean, I've got two lead boots, you know, that's uh, and that's absolutely fine in the position that he needs to be in. But he's been played out of position for so long. It's just funny that Arsene Wenger said when he came in, he's a box box midfielder and he's absolutely right. So, and having good players around him. I mean, I remember Fabregas. You know, there's a few midfielders we've had. It was like, oh, if he just had an amazing player next to him, he would be like, oh, Fabregas was there. Fabregas was next level. 
He was, but imagine if we had an unbelievable field next to him. He wouldn't, first, he wouldn't have left. Secondly, I think we would have probably won the league at one point. That 06-07 season comes to mind. I think Partey, last season, I think the, the mix was, was wrong. I think he's an absolutely unbelievable player. Um, I think just having an extra player in and around that can support him, I think Zinchenko's played that role in the end. But look at Partey this season, probably one of our best players. I think giving people quality around them to allow them to be the best players they can be sounds really simple, but I think that's what's happening with Jacker now. And he's allowed to be a player that he's supposed to be. And uh, he's really thriving. So full respect to him. Yeah. No, um, it's, it's exciting, isn't it? It is. It's really exciting. Um, and you can see that by like, you know, the, the demanding tickets. Like last season, games would like, I remember Tottenham at home last season. They mm. were sat just on the website like overnight. People were sleeping on tickets. There were just uh, tickets available, readily available for every game. Yeah. You know, as a red member last season, you could buy a ticket for every game. Whereas now it's like... Point has been a red member. Yeah, well, it's like... Pete, my, my, it's my literally. Mate te- my mate texted me going, it's, it's, it was easy to get PK tickets. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I, I got Glastonbury tickets on the first go. Like, wow. I don't know how many people who listen to this have tried. You're a magician. Tickets, but it's impossible, mate. Well, I mean, we we set up, mate. We did our best. So, How many, how many laptops did you have? About sixteen uh, combined, probably about twelve. Um, oh wow! But, uh, not not me personally, but everyone trying for the same group. Mm. Um, my girlfriend got on the end from our flat, so in in your bedroom, actually, mate. Um, <laughs> so uh, no, so that was good. But uh, but uh, you know, Brentford this season, I think that was yesterday, two days ago, whatever it was. Like they just sold out in seconds. That was it. Couldn't Literally, get it's, it's, um, it's black market it's, stuff now, and it is bad. But again, it's it's only again a byproduct of. I don't really blame the club. What what is the club supposed to do when everybody wants to go? Yeah, it's it's funny. Like people always say, like whenever this happens, not that it's happened uh, very recently, um, but whenever it happens, people talk about, oh, we need a bigger ground. You go back twelve months, like we were struggling. We were getting like fifty five, fifty thousand in in the ground. Like there was times yeah. where like the, it was so em- it was quite empty and it was you know, clear to see. Uh, but it is it, you know it's nice that that. That feel good factor and excitement is back. Um, it just it's mm-hmm. a bit annoying, isn't it? Because there is that kind of touting element now, and people yeah. who weren't really uh, that arse last season just feel a bit like, well, you know, if you can't take us at our worst, you shouldn't be, yeah, um, yeah. taking us at our best. But this... well, we started a podcast when we were eighth, mate, so I think we can take that. <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> so I, so funny, I, I remember me and Calvin were like, we were on that we started recording this when we were on that like awful streak where we didn't win in like five games. And I think mm. we drew, who did we drew? We drew like one all in Southampton. And it, cause if we'd have lost that game, it would have been like, the, the, I think it was Arsenal, would have been Arsenal's worst ever record in like mm. ever. Um, and that was a struggle. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know what we were talking yeah. about for like an hour. Weirdly. I, I, I found that, I mean, I don't know about you, but the podcast we've done recently and conversations that we have is like sick. You're like, oh God, this is great. And then we're like, okay, what do we do now? So I don't know. I haven't really got any problems to solve. Just, this is just basically sick. All right. But when we're losing, it's like, well, there's a podcast that it's interesting. You, you look for the gaps and you look for yeah, the, yeah. well, what happens if we do this? How can we, you can sit there and you piece a puzzle together. Whereas now it's like, puzzle's done. Right. Yeah. What do we do now? <laughs> it's You're of, like, if it's great. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, literally, it's still um, fine. It is, you know what? That's spot on. When you're losing and you're frustrated with players, you can really sort of dive into every player and go, mm. "This guy's not good enough. This guy isn't fit to wear the shirt." But at the moment, you're like, "I yeah. love him. He's also great. Love him." Like yeah. it's 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 almost things like are basically a, just working, aren't it's they? It's a love it's fest. Like, 
it's almost too good. Do you know what I mean? And you it, feel like, yeah. oh God, what's because it, it makes me anxious. Like it does. What, you know, it's like the Grim Reapers around the corner. He's waiting to pounce. Somebody did a um, a really good article about Arsenal's preserved elation at the moment. Like they were just basically like any like Arsenal fans have been stung so many times in the past that all celebration is like poised with like uh, suspicion. So you're like, oh, <laughs> why do I feel good? Is this right? But no, we're just just really good at the moment, and I think it's really I love exciting. That. And um, that's great. Obviously, I do prefer the ones where we're winning, obviously, but I can definitely see how certain media outlets uh, grow their following when things are going badly. Let's just put sure. it that way. I, th- I think what I will say is it does show how big Arsenal are as a club and how big the fan base is. It's massive, mm. like, and you can just see that, and like because the excitement and the, and I think like that's why in many ways people do like to sort of attack attack us. Um, and you know, various media outlets don't help <laughs> in, no. in that, in re- especially in recent years. Uh, but Absolutely. no, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, are, you, are you going for West Ham? Or are you going to be in High Wycombe Not- still? No, we've got a we've got a family day. It's my my girlfriends and my family get together nice. on Boxing Day, don't it? I think oh. once or twice. So we get together, we have a big family day together. We we live quite close, so it kind of happened quite organically, and um, it's really nice. Mm. But uh, I will have to sneak out and watch the football. Um, it's it's, it's, it's in the evening, there. so you can that's yeah, easy. You, you can exactly. swing that. You know, yeah, definitely. I'll be back in time for it, so it'll be fine. I'm sure. I'm sure. Decent. But um, won't be going to that. I'm desperately I'm desperately trying to get Newcastle tickets. But it is either impossible or heinously expensive. What about you? Uh, I'm going to both. Um, so, Let me know. Well, your spares. I'm on the fe- I'm on the fence. I'll, I'll... Don't talk to me about spares. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had about fifteen thousand? Wow! I just I tell you off podcast. <laughs> okay, um, totally but fair. I'm going. Yeah, we're going to West Ham, um, which is good actually because it gets me out of going to the in laws. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm joking i love the i love my in-laws it's just yeah. the, the some of the other family members who are it would yeah <laughs> you know, okay every family has that every, you know every family has that part of the family like, oh, yeah God, yeah really can't be dealing with them um we call them the, like you know like the traitors yeah the tv show we call them the takers <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna get very family uh, political very uh, they, they don't listen to it so it's absolutely fine that's but, fine um, so they might be I'm, secret so i'm going to um west ham and then yeah i do have a ticket for newcastle but i'm, I'm a little bit on the fence just because of the train strikes mm. and like it's it's like it's a lot of a hassle but i do have a ticket but it's like i think i'll decide like a few days before um, okay are you looking Fair. for a ticket for you and your wife? You and your wife? You and your girlfriend? My wife, hey, yeah. gay. This is more family hey. politics I didn't expect today. My girlfriend, yes. We uh, well the thing is so she she's got she's got points uh from Emirates that she had to use from years ago when she had some um international job. And she could only get one ticket uh, for Arsenal that was one of the things that she could get, but she can only get one. So she's either gonna go on her own, which I absolutely think she should do, because she's never been to an Arsenal game and she's over the last two years become a massive fan. Surely she um, should give it to you. As, well, she uh, has offered, but I'm I'm insistent she goes. Um, she is really excited about going, but she's only doing it. She knows I really love Arsenal, and I'm like, I just she's never been. I think it'll be a great game for her to go to. So I wanted to get a pair, and we could sell that ticket. That's looking impossible. So I just want to get a game. I just want to get a ticket because I think it'd be a great game. Okay, we'll, we'll talk after. separately. We'll talk after. But um, um, hopefully, I mean, if you go, then I'm uh, maybe 
more. I might, I might come down then. Okay, we go. For, we go for some beers. That's, yeah, there you go yeah, for a change. Um, Why not? Before before we head off, um, absolutely. Do you, want, do you want to do a quick one? Good one, bad for the week. Yes, I've, I've, I've not. I said I didn't warn you. I did. I, I didn't mention. You didn't it. warn I thought, me. I thought I'd just throw it on you. Yeah, keep it, yeah. Keep it more natural. I, I can start it off if you like. To sort of give you a bit of thinking time. Yeah, go for it. So I start on the positive. Obviously, mm. it's Christmas week. Feeling a little bit festive. Trees on. <laughs> chocolates are out. Arsenal are back on on Monday. What's not to love? Um, you know, nice and easy. My one bad. Right, uh, Salt Bay. Don't know if you know who he is. Oh, the, guy, the guy who has the, the, the new Sray yeah. the steak guy. The guy who wraps burgers in gold and, and steaks in gold and sells them for like a thousand pounds and does the weird thing with his arm. What, what? Fair enough. That's your thing. Great. But what are you doing on the pitch? And get off. Like, I, I've seen the clips where he's following Messi around. And if, oh, you haven't, if, you, if you haven't watched this, listener, like, please go and YouTube it. But like behind this, you will need to watch behind the server because it's so uncomfortable to watch. And he yeah. keeps trying to grab the trophy off people. So like he, like there's a bit with like I think it's the one of the Argentina like I think it's the Man United player. He keeps trying to grab the trophy off him, and it's like, and then he's tapping Messi and like hounding Messi, and Messi's thinking like, who the hell is this shiny guy in sunglasses? Like yeah. it's so painful. And apparently, he's just a meme. He's been banned from uh, attending any major football and tournament game. Because of this, oh, it's so embarrassing. Like, who do you think you are? Um, absolutely love it. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Um, I really like it. Is it my turn now? Yeah, I'm, I was just double checking that. You yeah, he has, it, been, he has it, been banned. Nazar, uh, what's his name? He, he broke. He broke. He broke World Cup uh, final rules because he touched the trophy as well. Oh, he's such an idiot. I've got no time for him. Um, fair play. It's one good, two bad. I. I... My bad would be Emmy Martinez. I was just like, what are you doing, mate? You t- you play for Aston Villa. Fair play, you've won the trophy, but... You play for Aston I mean, Villa. You play for Aston Villa, and your career starts right. at 28, and probably will finish at like 32, and chill. Um, I... My too bad... Or oh, too one good. bad. Too good. It, it, it's just one, it's one good. Sorry. One good. One good, Sorry. one bad. I think it's because the match of the day was too good, too bad. Yeah, that's, I like, I mean, that, that's where I stole the idea from. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Ah, uh, it's um, fine. They still one, do it. One good. It's either going to be a very wholesome one in the... I'm going to do the boring thing and name two. Okay. But I think I was going to say uh, Buenos Aires. Just like, that's what football's about. Chaos. A day off work. Oh, it was great. Football was coming good. together. Absolute the whole tour. The bus tour being cancelled because it was too unsafe. Absolutely, that's the way it should be. Chaos. Can't. Pandemonium. Hmm. Um, uh, but really, I think, actually, as much as I hate him, John Terry's reaction to Aguero, um, <laughs> who put on his, I don't know if everyone's seen this, but Aguero put on his uh, Argentina top and some rogue shorts um, to <laughs> lift the trophy. Not only because he didn't play in the final, but he didn't uh. actually play in any of the tournament. And he's actually retired from football, but celebrated with the team. <laughs> Which is very nice, but hilarious in itself. Actually, John yeah. Terry's reaction, which was, come on, mate, if you can do it properly, put these chin pads and boots on. <laughs> which I think, fair play to him, is just hilarious. That is so, funny. very, very good. I saw he was getting some stick as well, because there's a photo where he's got a cigar in his mouth and, the, and he's holding the trophy. And he's turned his, like, he's got a lanyard on and he's flicked the lanyard around to look like it's like he's wearing a medal. <laughs> that is incredible. What's, what's the story there? Like... I read I just, that he he shares a he shares a room with Messi like with the squad. 
Yeah, they're best no. mates. They're, they're properly best mates. They have been for their entire lives since they were like five. Okay. And um, I think it was pretty heartbreaking for the team when he had to retire because of his heart condition. So I think it's quite a nice thing, really. But I'm he guessing, did take it a bit far. I'm guessing he'd have still, if he was playing, how old is he? Early 30s? I'm guessing he'd have yeah, been in the 30s, squad, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was playing for, you know, pretty well for Barcelona. Um, yeah. Not at the top of his powers, but maybe he shouldn't be smoking really well. cigars if he's got a heart condition. Just a thought. It's actually a really good point. He did look like he was getting a bit excited there. I was like, mate, chill out a bit. Uh, no one's seen him since. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, well, fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, listener, yeah. before we go, I just want to wish you all uh, a Merry Christmas. Um, thank you to everyone who's been listening this year. I'm sure we will record pre New Year's, but just in case, because uh, we are incredibly unreliable just want to wish you all uh, a wonderful christmas and a happy new year uh, we should be back post west ham hopefully um and going forward uh looking at 2023 we, we're looking to be a lot more regular now there's four of us obviously toby's joined us as a full-time member which we're delighted to to have your board mate so thank you for for joining us and thank you for being with us today Pleasure. um so yeah no we'll, thanks so we'll much for having me on man and Cheers, uh, merry, merry merry christmas everybody Merry, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy, happy Arsenal. Happy Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. No worries. Cheers.